Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hi, folks. I hope your day is going wonderful. As always, my voice is very cracked <laughs> up today, so I have brought in my associate pastor, uh, Pastor Max Buchanan, with me today to help me out. So, Max, thanks for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. Well, I've been, like I said, struggling all day with my voice <laughs> going in and out, so I didn't want to be stuck in... And I know you like talking about the Bible and talking about things of God, so absolutely. Hey, we're gonna roll with it. Sounds good. Well, I wanted to kind of talk about teamwork today and and what it takes to really uh, make a difference in people's lives because you and I both know we all go through ups and downs in life. I mean, some of the ups are incredible, some of the downs are incredible. I mean, <laughs> both of us have lost a, lost a child. Uh, you lost your uh, a child more recently at birth, and mm-hmm. uh, we lost a son about 29 years ago. But, and, and of course, that was a very interesting time for you, Max, because your wife was uh, pregnant with twins. Yeah, yeah. So it was, it, it was kind of just this unreal, weird moment because you, uh, as you know, I'm becoming a dad for the first time. It, it was such a weird thing because, like you're saying, there's twins. And so our son was born perfectly healthy and great. And then our daughter, you know, we had a stillbirth with our daughter. So it was just a weird time where you have, like, such a high moment where you have this brand new baby that's, you know, beautiful and awesome. And then you have that. And so it's just kind of – it was just the weirdest, crazy kind of, you know – roller coaster to be on and that was three years ago and now we're actually expecting a daughter again so that's wow. pretty cool and so there we go. yeah we're getting really close we're in so, the final trimester yeah and be praying for him and this uh <clears throat> new child we're excited for him uh they they make great parents their little son conrad is he's just he's a max <laughs> max uh mini max i call him <laughs> he's an amazing kid well you know what in our lives sometimes it's easy to look at the faults of others and i think many times people focus on those things instead of focus on the good things i'm glad someone believed in me as a 19 year old and they hired me as a summer baseball coach they wouldn't have had to do that because i was pretty young but it turned out to be a wonderful for both of us and it propelled me into a couple great jobs and i was able to climb the coaching ladder very very quickly when I was really young, but it's because somebody believed in me. You know, every player, it, when you work together as a team, you need each other. I loved coaching. I love teaching the coaching team concept. One of the greatest teams I've ever watched in sports was years ago in 1971 when uh, there's a team in Huntington, Oregon. They were called the Huntington Locomotives, and that was the most precise precision team I have ever seen in any sport, and they were eight-man football. They went on to win 56 games in a row over the five years or six years, and uh, they beat us 82 to nothing, by the way. Oh, there you go. Yeah, 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 it was was (laughs) ugly. But I'm telling you what, what I remember about that game was they, every person knew who they were supposed to block. Every person fulfilled their position to the maximum. They had the ultimate team. They scored, I understand, two games of 100 points that year. So 82 nothing wasn't bad compared to 106 to nothing, I guess. But uh, <laughs> but I think sometimes the problem we have is we don't understand people. And so instead, we, we write them off. You know, sometimes we, we see people that we think, well, there's not a lot of hope, so we don't give them a chance. I think that happens in ministry sometimes. There's probably gems out there, Max, in ministry that are capable of doing great things, but we think, ah, they won't work. Mm-hmm. So we don't give them a chance, you know. 
Uh, so we need to look for the best in people. And I'm going to I'm going to talk about uh, Philippians chapter one, verse three through six, and we'll talk about that, Max, and go through that. So it says, I thank my God every time I remember you. This is the Apostle Paul talking. In all my prayers for all of you, I always pray with joy because your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it out in completion until the day of Christ Jesus. I like how this starts. One, one is I, I thank God for you every time I remember you. You know, thanking God, I think, is very, very important in our lives. You know, remembering what you know what He's done in our lives, and even see, like seeing you and me through difficult times, through loss of children. Mm-hmm. You know, to know that God is there and God wouldn't leave us by ourselves, I think, is important. So He's encouraging the people to do this. But He says, "In all my prayers for you, I always pray with joy." Mm. What do you think? Where, where's that going with that? Yeah, it's super interesting because. In Paul's life during Philippians, like it was, I mean, he was having a pretty rough go of things. I mean, even down into the next couple of verses, he's talking about how he's in chains, and he literally was. And so Paul was in prison, and he's writing to a persecuted group that was this church that he's writing to, the Philippian church. And so as Paul's kind of writing this, it's really interesting to me that he's finding joy in that. He knows that the work of the gospel is being accomplished, whether he's in chains and they're being persecuted. He knows that there's a bigger picture, and what is overwhelmingly joyful for him is even though he's alone in this situation, he has fellow brothers and sisters, believers, that are out you know, in a different part uh, from where he's at doing the work of the Lord. And so it gives him much joy and it just comes to fully back to that whole teamwork thing is, is the reason why he has joy is because they're co-laboring in the gospel together. And I think often in, in our culture and, and around, sometimes we feel like even with different churches and stuff, people get it in their head that they're almost competing with each other or oh, I'm going to, I was unhappy here, so I'm going to leave here. We need to realize, I think more often than not, um, as we kind of come before these things, or all the time, we need to realize that we're we're supposed to be on the same team. If we're Bible believing, professing mm-hmm. Christians and the true uh, God of the Bible, and we know Jesus Christ, we love Him, then we all are on the same mission. It doesn't matter if you have a church of five thousand, if you have one of twenty people, wherever you're going and you're plugged in, it's like we just want to see people reached, and we that do. should be the heart. And we need, and that should be the team. I've, I talk about this radio program all the time. I said we get so caught up in in denominationalism, and mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's about our church and our. You don't come to our church, you don't go to a, a good church or whatever mm-hmm. it is. That philosophy is certainly contrary to what Jesus teaches. Yeah, you know, we are the body of Christ. All believers of the body of Christ. We need to be winning people to Christ. Be concerned about people knowing Jesus, not necessarily what church they're involved in. Mm-hmm. You know. Uh, we need to encourage people to in life when they struggle to hang in there. You know, sometimes people are waiting for the sky to fall on them. You know, and, and it's just like when you start looking at that, you're looking at negative all the time instead of seeing the positive, finding the the joy in life. I wrote down in some notes that said, "Remember the best and forget the rest." There you you go. know, if we could forget those lousy, nasty times we've had. I mean, I've had some. Some experiences that I didn't like, and I don't like, you know, I'd like, they're kind of out of my memory now. Yeah. I, mean, I can certainly pull them up because I still can pull things up, but yeah. why would I do that? There's, uh, we, people are so prone to concentrate on the past and never let it go. Mm-hmm. People, if you're out there today and you're concentrating on the past, you know, let it go. Let mm-hmm. God take care of that. That is hindering you. 
hindering you from everything God wants you to be. And we need to be positive praying, praying for positive thinking that God would help us. In fact, listen to David's words in Psalms 143.5. I remember the days of long ago. Meditate on all your works and consider what your hands have done. David looked back and remembered the power of God. He remembered by the divine things of God, all things are possible. And David reflects on that throughout the Psalms. Now, Max, David didn't always have a, wasn't always a cakewalk for him. Mm, No, it wasn't always a cakewalk. I mean, think of David's life was pretty insane. I mean, you know, even as he was uh, the young king that was truly chosen by God, there was already another king in there that the people had chosen. That person didn't like that whole idea, right? (laughs) right. And so you read about his life, and then as you go through, it's just like different stuff. And some of it was caused by, you know, the sin that that was obvious that he committed. But others of it was just, man, there's just times and and seasons that that things happen. And so it's kind of interesting to read about David. Um, you know, reading First and Second Samuel, and going through the whole thing, and as you look at his life, it kind of hits really and shows us. Um, you know, we can look in a mirror essentially and see a lot of similarities with with our own lives because we have hard struggles that are caused by our sin. We have things that are out of our control that are just the way things are because we live in a fallen world and things happen. Um, you know, and so there's all kinds of different stuff that goes on, you know, with David. And so as he's stepping back and as he writes these Psalms, it's interesting to see as he goes through these different Psalms, sometimes he's lamenting and other times he's filled with joy. And so it's really interesting to kind of follow his life and, and read the Psalms at the same time. Well, David was a real guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, he went through the real things. Yeah. He went, as we talked about earlier today, he he went through the ecstasies of life, but he also went through the difficulties of life. Mm-hmm. He went through, like you said, uh, you know, made a poor decision, and he certainly paid the consequences of those decisions, which mm-hmm. which we all know there's consequences to sin. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, people think, oh, I'll get by with that and this and that. And mm-hmm. The fact of the matter is, you know, it comes back to haunt them later on, but 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 the, we find here is forget the past, move forward. You can dwell on those things that are negative. I can think of a couple of negative experiences I had back in high school days, early college days, and you know I could dwell on those things. Oh man, I just you know made some dumb things and thought differently and this and that. But you know, but now we get rid of that because we think about what God has for us, what God created us to do. You know, He knows us inside out. He created us in his image. So, you know, how should we pray? Philippians 1, 9, 11 says, And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. We need to pray to abound in knowledge. And I think that's one reason why, Max, we need to be in the Word. Oh, absolutely. I, I, you know, that's an incredible uh, thing that we get to do is be in God's Word. And so I want to encourage everybody that um, if you haven't read the book of Philippians in a while and you're just, and you haven't been reading or something like that out of, out of your Bible, jump into Philippians and read it because it's an amazing book. It really is. And, and the Apostle Paul went through a lot. But he wanted us to get down some very important things. You know, his very first bunch of verses in this chapter was about thanksgiving and and, and praying, you know. And, 
and how to advance the gospel even when he was in chains. God has big things for you. Well, Max, we got to run. All right, sounds good. I'll catch you tomorrow. All right. All right. Bye, folks. Have a great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.